Hey guys, Adam here. This week, I'm really, really excited to introduce you to another Taylor Talk classic. This past weekend in Australia, Taylor performed mine as a special tribute to a young girl that recently passed away in a car accident. To further remind everyone how special the song is, we've decided to republish our analysis of mine for all those who may have started listening to Taylor Talk since it was first published nearly two years ago. Hope you guys love it. Here it is. This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 121 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast, where we talk about Taylor Swift all day, every day. It's really quite fun when you think about it. My name's Adam. I'm Diane. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. That was an interesting little intro you I could there. not laugh. That was not fair. <laughs> you could true. laugh, Sammy. It is where we talk about Taylor all the time, so I don't know. I was just having fun. All right. Well, before we get going, I did want to announce we have a contest winner. I wanted to congratulate Emily from the UK for winning our Red Tour lithograph, which is really quite fitting because it was in celebration of the uh, Red Tour going to Europe that we did the contest in the first place. So, Emily from the UK, congratulations. Your lithograph is on the way. Who knows when it'll actually get there because international shipping's cray-cray, but it will be there soon enough. Now, a follow-up from the last episode. You guys remember we were talking about the survey, which none of you got apparently, and I felt really dumb. Nobody wrote back and said they got it? No, a lot of people actually wrote back and said they got it, so I don't feel so dumb anymore. (laughs) You guys are the dummies that didn't get it, but... uh, you know, specifically, uh, Mexico Needs Red on Twitter emailed in, and also Malik on Taylor Connect actually like emailed in, not just to tell me they got the survey, as several people on Twitter did, but also what was in it. And they actually got more questions than I did. They actually did get questions about fashion and accessories Probably and things like that. Probably because they clicked that they were a girl. Yeah, well, well that's I what I was going to say. Is girls, I think but, you know, whoever whatever. said that last week was right. That, that it was probably based on the fact that I had, like, a 25-year-old male, and yeah. uh, they're like, okay, we're not asking him about T-shirts and jewelry. Although that would have been interesting, because I'm sure you buy Taylor merch, no? Yeah, I do buy Taylor they, merch, they but not jewelry. They don't have guy Taylor merch. They should have asked you that. That's true. That's a fair point, actually. Good point, Sammy. I mean, a, a lot of the shirts are, you know, unisex, but at the same time, like, I hear that complaint a lot. So Yeah, they're, they're no, they're a unisex cut, but the designs on them are by no means yeah. male-oriented. Although my personal favorite one is the guy, the one that was geared towards the guys. But anyway, that's a different conversation. All right, well, I just wanted to throw that one out there. Uh, we also got something that... We haven't done in a while, and uh, I'm really glad someone sent this in, but it, Malika on Taylor Connect sent us a Stump the Host question, so I want to see if she can stump you guys. Ooh, Ooh. okay. Okay. You ready? I've never done yes. one of these. Oh, we're, we're breaking Sammy in on this. Uh... <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah. Taylor Swift both co-wrote and appeared in the music video for what Kelly Pickler song? Best day of your life. The one where they get hit by the bus. Yes, she's correct, I think. She is correct. Sammy, you're right. (laughs) Steve, did you know that one? Of course. (laughs) Did you really know that one? That's a good song. If you guys haven't heard it, you should go listen. All right, Malika, I'm sorry you didn't stump all our hosts. Good question. I didn't know it. I wouldn't have known it. You you sent it to the wrong person. (laughs) Because it would have stumped me had you sent it to one of the other hosts. But that's okay. Next time. Diane, can you tell us what's been going on in the Taylor Swift news lately? Yes, I can. Well, first of all, Taylor Swift posted on Instagram that she was in the studio on Valentine's Day, but that doesn't mean she was without a Valentine. Um, NBC's Twitter account posted a photo of a 2014 Winter Olympian named Nick Goper holding up a whiteboard saying, Taylor Swift, will you be my Valentine? In his other hand, he was holding a bronze medal. Not sure if, if Taylor responded or even saw the treat, saw the tweet, but I still think it was cute. And then, after Taylor's final red show in London, she posted on 
an Instagram video of her getting a haircut, which had us all freaking out. She was surrounded by her band members and friends when she cut off her golden locks. Now her hair length is only slightly past her chin. What do you guys think of Taylor's new haircut? It, does this mean it's the end of the hair flips? Dun dun dun, is it the end of the hair flips? The amount of times I saw that tweet this week, oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm sure she can still flip her hair. It's long yeah, enough Yeah, it's that. not She's like fine. she like went all Miley on it. You know, she can oh, still yeah. flip I think she pulls off whatever look she has, yeah. which is, it, it's an unfair trait to the rest of the world, but I guess very fortunate for Taylor that she can do whatever <laughs> she wants right. and pull it off. So, And we've had rumors about her getting her hair cut too, because if you remember during the Victoria's Secret show, uh, Carly Kloss and her... She was thinking about getting her hair cut then, but uh, just didn't do it then. But Yeah, and she's done, you know, faux bobs and everything since then. It wasn't that unexpected. That's true. So it was almost like she was trying to try out the hairstyle before yeah. she actually cut it. Wait, actually... what do you mean by this faux bob? Is that like where <laughs> she pinned it up? Yeah, she right. like pinned it up, but but it like kind of looked like it was still shorter. Yeah, it was like, like at the VMA is like. You take your bottom part of your hair and you pin it up so that it looks like it's short, but it's not. Oh, I gotcha. So she was testing the waters. Yeah, pretty Got much. it. Right. But actually, I have something about the uh, the Olympian. They actually took a photo together at the Golden Globes, and then he said that he wanted to be her Valentine. She's How about Aww. that? Yeah. That's so cute. All right. And finally, Ryan Tedder of One Republic spoke about songwriting with Taylor Swift. He said... I did a little stuff with Taylor, who's probably the fastest songwriter I ever met in my life. I can only go on record saying that Taylor is genuinely the quickest songwriter I've ever. For anyone who, who doubts it, she writes her own stuff. Any idea, and you're like, yeah, I don't know if I like that lyric. And she'll have three three options replaced within 10 seconds. She's like, bam, bam, bam. She's a bit of a, a prodigy, a bit of a songwriting prodigy. Wow. So... Maybe there'll be a collaboration between these two on the next album. I don't know. Do people really think that she doesn't write her own songs? I don't understand that. I would say people who maybe don't listen to her that much would think like, oh, she probably doesn't write all of them. Because you, know, is... you just assume that a lot of artists don't write their own songs. I mm-hmm. think you're spot on with that, Diane. Yeah, it's maybe. interesting, Sammy, because within our fan community, we all know that Taylor writes her songs because we follow it and keep up with it. However, when I talk to people who don't necessarily follow Taylor and her work, they're actually very surprised to so find out she like, writes her own music. It's not like so, a hate thing. It's just like a no one else writes their own thing, so why would we assume that she does too kind of thing? Right. right. Got it. They okay. just sort of group her with everyone else. Got it, got this it. This isn't the singer-songwriters of the 70s where, you know, all the folk music, everybody yeah. was writing their own stuff. Not these days. There's just too much production in it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right. Well, thank you for the news, Diane. Now, Sammy. Yeah. I was I was going to intro you this week and be like, Sammy's going to give us our very yeah. last Red Tour update honestly, brought to you by T-Swift on Tour, but I can't do that. I had a whole thing Ooh. written and I had to change it. <laughs> That's so, a good thing, though. It's a great thing. So it is I a good thing. Else. Do you want to hear the other thing that I wrote? I would love to hear it. So, guys, if you want your Red Tour update from Sammy via T-Swift on Tour, let's hear it. Hey, guys. So, this is the last weekly Red Tour wrap-up for the European leg of the Red Tour. Oh, Sammy, you didn't even have to change that much. You just added last. You just added in for the European leg. It was different. Just go with it. It was different. (laughs) Okay, I'll go with it. Keep going. Sorry, I interrupted. On February 10th, Taylor was at her fourth show at the O2 in London, where the secret song was Fearless, and the special guest was Emily Sandy, and they sang Next to Me. And on Tuesday, February 11th, Taylor played her last show at the Red Tour, uh, of the European leg of the Red Tour at the O2 in London. The secret song was Long Live, and We All Cry at a River. And the special guest was second-time special guest Ellie Golding. Taylor had her once before on the North American leg of the Red Tour in L.A. This time, Taylor and Ellie sang Burn. We were all hopeful that this concert was not the end of the Red Tour and that Taylor Nation's exciting news would be more dates somewhere in the world. And on Thursday the 13th, we received just the news so many of us were waiting for. More tour dates. This time, Taylor will be bringing the Red Tour to Asia. On June 4th, Taylor will be in... Jakarta, Indonesia. On June 6th, Taylor will be in Manila, Philippines. On June 9th, Taylor will be in Bangkok, Thailand. 
On June 11th, Taylor will be in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And on June 12th, Taylor will bring the Red Tour to Singapore. The Asian leg of the Red Tour is being presented by Cornetto. They make ice cream, and they had mm. ice cream with Red Tour limited edition packaging. And Ooh, that sounds good. Sales vary by market. Please make sure you are signing up for Taylor Nation emails for information on pre-sale tickets when they become available. We look forward to updating the Red Tour once again when it starts back up in June. Sammy, that's very impressive that you got through that with all our interruptions about <laughs> um, thinking how delicious that ice cream sounds. Yes. It, yeah. So like, here's an odd question. Why do you think she's taking such a long break to work on the album? I mean, That's, do you think? Yeah, probably. Probably yeah. to work on the album, but do we think that it's going to come out sooner so it'll be more of a. No, I don't. I don't think so, Sammy, because that would be very odd for the next album to come out before the Red Tour even ends. Have a new single before she goes on tour, though. Yeah, I mean, she usually doesn't. It's usually in August if the if the album comes out in October. But seeing as she has such a big gap, I do wonder if there might be at least one single off the new album on the next leg of the tour. Well, I wonder if maybe there's just this gap here to accommodate award shows and stuff because you got like the acms in april and yeah but she could still do it in may there's nothing between like april and june i mean clearly she's not doing cma fest she's not going to do the cmts maybe it's just when she could coordinate with the venues she's playing at it's just interesting this is like the tour that never ends and she also (laughs) likes doing it in like a more summer-ish general idea and they're all indoor stadiums slash arenas they're all honestly they're all relatively small for her i was googling this there are a couple that were like twenty thousand, but like quite few of them were like nine to eleven thousand which are really oh, small. so they're relatively small they're well by taylor standards they're very very small cool well thank you for the update sammy remember guys to keep up with the red tour and everything else going on in taylor's life go follow t swift on tour on twitter sammy and her team over there do a great so job keeping us updated Fifty thousand guys please follow us <laughs> you're funny so thank you for that sammy you're welcome moving on with the episode I pulled a question off our Ask FM channel, and for those that have been asking questions, I am so sorry. I like forgot to check this channel, and I logged on last night as I was prepping for this episode. I was like, what can we do that we haven't done in a while? And it occurred to me, Ask FM, I log on there to find we have almost 400 questions sitting Whoopsies, in there. Oopsies, Adam. <laughs> Oopsies, Adam, yeah. Oh. There, there were something like 384-ish oh questions. Those poor people, they must hate you. And I answered like five of them. So. <laughs> but anyway, I pulled one off uh, off the Ask FM channel. And interestingly enough, the person who asked it tweeted me today asking the same question. I was like, wait a second. Did you just ask that on Ask FM? They probably uh, thought that you didn't check that anymore. So they figured they go with Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it was kind of nice because it was an anonymous question on Ask FM. But now I can attribute the question to at BreakburnN22 on Twitter who said, Hi, Taylor Talk. I love your podcast. Thank you. I have a question I was hoping you could answer on the next episode. In honor of the Olympics starting, my question is, if Taylor were to be an Olympic athlete instead of a singer-songwriter, what do you think her sport would be and why? Figure skating. That's what I was going to say. I don't know if she's all that coordinated. Ballerina. Is that an Olympic sport? Um, Well, uh, Are we talking winter or summer? (laughs) It's not. You know, this question didn't specify. However, when she asked me on Twitter, she said summer or winter. So, summer, I would say gymnast. She's too tall. Yeah, that's true. She can't. She would need to be like a, a swimmer third of the size. She could be a swimmer. swimmer yeah, swimmer she yeah. could do. And, well, I- and, and uh, Abigail could give her lessons because Abigail. Could- <laughs> there you go. I'm going to be slightly biased, and I'm going to say volleyball because that's my sport of choice. Ooh, and yeah. Taylor's very tall. Didn't she used to play volleyball? I don't remember if she was good at it or not. I'm sure she tried. I think the fact of the matter is is Taylor is very far from being an athlete. Yeah, and there was a picture going around of her playing water volleyball with some of her band members. I don't know where this picture came from, but clearly she's played volleyball before. I remember there was also not just the water volleyball at the house in Rhode Island, that 4th of July party. I think there was some grass volleyball, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. So that's a good guess, Adam. Yeah. So Taylor, I've been, I've been coaching volleyball for the last like six, seven years and playing for the last, I don't know how many years, a long, long time. If you want like a private coach to come on tour and help the crew like learn volleyball, 
I'll do it. I played in high school. I'll come join your your team tour. What? Your your, your tour team? Tour team. Tour team. I Oh, they should totally do that. You know how there's like corporate sports like how within companies you have like a a, a corporate softball team or yeah. something like that. They should totally have tour sports teams where like Taylor's team will be like Hey Selena, my crew's gonna take on your crew in a volleyball match. Like, oh, well, Selena's not on tour, but yeah, that would be cool. Well, it was just a hypothetical. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I'm not but saying. Yeah, or no, or what? Ab- what about the uh, the people on tour versus the Swifties? Ooh. Like we could that go would, up. That wouldn't be fair, Steve, because uh, we, we would just win. Let them win. Could, like, play I think a lot true. of fans right. would be like, I don't want to beat Taylor. Oh, I, I get I get pretty aggressive on the uh, volleyball court. I wouldn't. <laughs> lose on purpose ever i used to have like an we my my high school team we had like an ace cheer you know when you got an ace anyway continue so did we but (laughs) (laughs) oh so thanks for answer or asking that question rather keep the questions coming on ask fm guys i swear i'm gonna start checking them again yeah okay (laughs) even if sammy doesn't think so i will i will though so for our main discussion today we're doing a song analysis And uh, this one was emailed in by a good friend, Pierce, who is a hugely loyal listener of the the, the show and really, really cool Canadian. And I love Canadians. They're so cool. I wish I was one. They're such nice people. You wish you were a Canadian because they're nice? (laughs) Why don't you just be nice? Right. (laughs) Easier said than done. All right. So Pierce emailed us. Hey, Taylor Talk. I just finished watching the music video for mine, and I was reminded how amazing the song and video are. Mine is one of my all-time favorite Taylor songs. I was wondering if you guys could consider doing a song analysis of it. Thanks. I'm nodding my head because I agree at the all-time favorite Taylor song comment. Me too. It makes me so happy. No, it's it's one of the coolest songs ever. It's a great, great song, and I'm really glad it was requested because there's so much to it. There's obviously the music video. There's the story, which the story behind it is really, really cool what happened. Taylor was on a flight to Japan, and a really awful, bad version of it leaked on the internet. And so Scott Borchetta notified her and is like, hey, we need to just release it. It leaked. And she was upset about it. However, by the time her flight landed in Japan, it was number one on iTunes. Boom. That's like (laughs) throwing that. Whoever hacked into whatever big machine records computer system had that on there. Ha ha ha. Joke's (laughs) on you. (laughs) Shame on you. So let's talk for a brief minute about what the song's about. Does anyone want to take it from here? I feel like I've been talking too much. (laughs) <laughs> apparently not so the so- <laughs> diane's gonna tell us what the song i about. am okay well why don't we have taylor tell us what the song's about because she actually uh has a little quote she oh said, she wrote it did she yeah yes. yeah she did i um, thought you wrote the song diane no oh, well thank you i'm taking that as a compliment <laughs> uh, anyways uh taylor said i think I- i've developed this pattern of sort of r- running away when it comes to falling in love and to stay in a relationship This song is sort of about finding the exception to that and finding someone who would make you believe in love and realize that it could work. Awesome. Thanks for that. Does anyone have any comments? No. (laughs) You guys are so boring today. I'm thinking. I'm processing because I know what I want to say, but I can't say it yet because it's not time for me to say it. What? (laughs) Oh, Sammy, what are you talking Sammy about? Sammy is waiting for the right time to speak yep. now, okay? Just leave oh. <laughs> oh. Thanks, Diane. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Trivia question. Go. The album, Speak Now, what did Taylor originally call it? Enchanted. Enchanted. Oh. <laughs> Apparently, I can't stump the hosts either. <laughs> I think Who I told her to change it? Scott Bruschetta. Duh. Right. Why? Who else would tell her? Because to it wasn't it? all about fairy tale ish kind of stuff like the previous albums were. It was about speaking your mind. Well, I think he wanted something with a little more punch, but now we're off topic of mind. So <laughs> this was uh it's one of Taylor's few sort of true love songs. It goes through the whole relationship and it's it has a happy ending. It's not a breakup song for all you haters. And it's definitely, and I remember her, this isn't what I was going to say, but I'll chime in now. Um, I remember her saying somewhere in some interview how the song was not based on any particular relationship, obviously, because she's never been married and she's never struggled to pay bills. Um, 
but <laughs> but it's more of a of um it was a fantasy she was having when she was dating a boy at the time and she was thinking about what you know life could be like rather than what it was like at that particular moment in time okay. that's all i have to say that's all <laughs> i have to say about that for now <laughs> <laughs> so I think you're right, Sammy. Do you have any favorite lyrics from the song that you could pull out of there? Um, I have to look at the lyrics real quick because I can only sing them in my Clearly head. nothing jumps up at you, uh- <laughs> Samantha. Steve, why don't you chime in with like a lyric? What lyrics do you like out of this song? You know, it's actually a phrase, and everyone seems to really love it. It's that uh, careless man's careful daughter line. That is such a cool phrase because you have the, like, the – the the C's there with um you know it, I don't know it's just cool the way it's phrased right like, in the way it sounds the alliteration yeah the alliteration it's interesting you brought that up Steve because um you know it's interesting the memories we form and uh, I remember when this song was new somebody I don't remember who it was but it was clearly someone more important than I like a critic of some sort or or someone else in the industry I don't even remember but somebody commented to Taylor on Twitter on that line and oh. Taylor replied to them and it was like thank you like they said something like that line is genius or something like that and Taylor replied and said thank you it was and Chris, Chris Williams I, was it <laughs> yeah Thank you for filling in that blank because this was years ago and I don't remember. And so I remember seeing Taylor's reply and I was like, so that's the trick to getting Taylor to tweet you. You have to compliment her lyrics. Um, Has it worked for you? Yeah. No. How many replies have you got so far? None yet, but I'm still complimenting lyrics. Okay. Well, that's good. My, my personal favorite is more of like a, not a section, but I just, I like the, the, the bridge i like brace yourself for the goodbye because it's all i've ever known then you took me by surprise you said i'll never leave you alone yes i love that part too i like that part too sammy and i like it a lot because it's one of those interesting moments in a relationship that's i think the part of this entire story where it hit her that it or hit the female character because this isn't necessarily autobiographical but hit that character that this relationship is the real one yeah like you can fight you can have misunderstandings and what have you but y'all are both in there for the long haul and you're both willing to work it out and not just give up on something that's really awesome right now the secret message of the song we'll get to in a few minutes but i i don't know why i just wanted to jump ahead of that to the music video only because i I love this music video (laughs) <laughs> it was so visually representative of the song. I thought it it's did perfect. such a great job. Yeah, it was perfect, like almost line by line. Like every scene is just like the, the way that the actual, you know, story goes in the song. Yep. Yeah, no, because, well, you just made me think of it, Sammy, with that line because of the visual in the music video. And, and there's like a really interesting fighting. visual in the music video at that particular line. Yeah, when they're fighting outside in the street in the rain. No. It shows little, the the younger version oh, of Taylor's yeah, character yeah, yeah. seeing her parents fighting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it was such an interesting interpretation of the song because when she says, brace myself for the goodbye because it's all I've ever known, I don't think she's talking about her own relationships. No. I mean, that goes back to the careless man, careful, careful daughter. You know, she is, she is that way because of situations she's been in before, not necessarily because of you know, love relationships herself, but what she grew up seeing, what she what she knows. I'm just curious to know what Taylor has witnessed in her life that inspired that particular part I of the song. Say that. <laughs> I almost feel like for her it's made up. Because as far as I know, her parents are fine. So I don't think it would be like her own life that she's thinking of. Like it could just be a story. That she just picked this character who has problems with her, you know, with love in terms of her, you know, the the, the, the marriage between her her parents, you know? It doesn't have to do with, like, her own love story. Could be, which brings me to an interesting question about the music video and the song in general. Is it real or is it a daydream? I don't think it's real. No, it's definitely not real. Mm -mm. I mean, based on what she said about it, it's more about a a daydream that she was having when she was in not even in a relationship with someone in the beginning stages of hanging out with someone 
Well, that's why I think it was really interesting, Sammy, that you brought up that quote, and I've been waiting to wrap this back around. If you watch in the music video, it opens where he is in college working part-time waiting tables, and she's a customer in the restaurant, right? Yep. Then at the end of it, you see this whole progression of the story through their relationship, through the fight in the rain, where they get back, they have kids, which... That was the most interesting visual. Did you oh guys God, notice Taylor fun. Swift pregnant in that video? <laughs> yep. And they also did. I was not age. okay with that. <laughs> well, hey, she wants kids. It's gonna happen. Um. <laughs> anyway, but like, they, they, they didn't age in that. So Taylor was like, what, nineteen twenty? Yeah, that was. And really she had strange. like a seven year old. Age, but she didn't age. So that makes it almost seem like it is fake because right. she's well, not thinking about herself being old. She's just thinking about her life with this guy, and age isn't a factor. Well, hang on. Let me bring this back to my okay, thought sorry. then, where it wraps back around. If you watch at the end of the video, it flashes back to her as the customer yeah. with him as the waiter again, like it did in the beginning. The whole thing was one big daydream. <sighs> I've totally had those times before like where you see like yeah. this really hot guy and you're like i wonder what it would be like if <laughs> and then all and then of you fill in the blanks life is like flashing before your eyes that you just created in your head which is basically the song yep. <laughs> speaking of the kids though diane you want to know an interesting story about one of them go for it okay so taylor and her mom andrea were in an ice cream shop in nashville and andrea literally pointed out a little boy that she was like oh my gosh look at that kid and taylor went up to this kid and (laughs) the parents and is like i know this is really weird but i'm shooting a music video and your son's really cute do you want to go to maine (laughs) which is where they shot the video she's like can i have him (laughs) you can borrow him for a few days can I borrow your child, please? <laughs> I'm not creepy, I swear. <laughs> well, I mean, fortunately, she does have the credibility where, where people are going to know who she is and know that she's not some psycho. But at the same time, can you imagine someone coming up to you at an ice cream shop? I want to borrow your kid for a few days to shoot a music video. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I'm sure he was paid, and I'm sure their parents loved like the free trip and the money and hanging out with taylor swift but the it behind, is definitely random have you guys seen the behind the scenes when she's with the baby and it won't stop crying it's so funny you have to post that adam oh we can yeah okay. that's probably that sounds my favorite funny. part of the whole thing is watching the behind the scenes it's just too funny <laughs> i don't think taylor was ready to be a mother when she no she was the, like uh... i don't know what to do it was so funny. <laughs> nice. the video um, now the male character Toby Hemingway, British actor, who, according to Taylor, the number 13 chose him. Taylor didn't choose him, of course. It was some power of 13. But <laughs> anyway, for those who don't know the story, just briefly in a nutshell, he was in a uh, in a movie called The Covenant. And in his, I guess in his first scene or so, he walked out wearing a sweatshirt with the number 13. And Taylor's like, oh, I have to have him for my video. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of how it happened. Joke. But. The reason I saved the secret message, though, which we were going to talk about earlier, is because secret message is Toby. Yep. Mm-hmm. I find that kind of odd. Very huh. odd. It is interesting it's... because as far as I know, she didn't meet him until they shot the video. So the song wouldn't be about him. No, it's definitely not. I'll get there later. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> Sammy, get there now, please. Stop Stop holding thoughts um, back because I'm really curious. Like, I'm really intrigued by the secret message of the song being Toby. I have because... no idea about the secret message. And I remember I remember decoding the secret messages. I remember, well, it doesn't really matter where I was, but I remember decoding the secret messages. And it took me, I don't know, at least two weeks to figure out who he was. Like, I finally went on Twitter and was like, can somebody explain the secret message to mine? Because I think I'm missing letters. And someone tweeted me back and they were like, oh, it's the actor in the mine video. And I was like, oh. And then I was like, huh? Because at the time when we kind of figured out Taylor was writing mine, Taylor was hanging out with Corey Monty. And so in my head, it was, you know, she was, you know, just hanging out with him and she was visualizing a daydreaming about a life with him which is now heartbreaking because he has passed away um so it's the secret message is really interesting and i still to this day don't know why she did that i now think i'm it, sad because i'm thinking about her and Corey, and that can never happen i think it just had to do with um 
the fact that he was the co-star in the music video and it reminded her of him because if you look at the timeline the song was released after it was leaked in august of 2010 right Mm -hmm. the album itself didn't come out till october right so there were several months the music video came out shortly after the song so this was a single and a music video long before the album so i think it was just like oh i don't have a secret message for this song so yeah, I, I guess Toby makes time me... to write the liner notes. I mean, just because it leaked. I mean, the song was going to come out. Basically, the vi- the video came out the day that the song was originally supposed to come out on radio. So it came out mm-hmm. about two weeks before it was supposed to come out. So she would have had, you know, two months to come up with liner notes. She clearly had a reason for choosing Toby as a liner notes. I, I think, think he, he just, just reminded her of the song, or the song reminded her of him. Maybe. Yeah, I. that's probably right, because, I mean, we don't know, but as far as I know, they they, they didn't date, so that's our only good no, guess. No, they definitely never the song, dated. She just thinks of him when she thinks of the song. We would know if they dated. We know Taylor. <laughs> or maybe Everything she does. Like asked her, maybe he was just like, yo, it would be really funny if you made the liner notes Toby, and she was like, okay. <laughs> that's true that's quite a possibility oh hey steve you're still in the conversation yeah i'm still in the conversation hey buddy how you doing good yourself good i'm glad you're here because we were having a conversation without you no i was listening i'm a good <laughs> listener i'm more of a listener than i am a speaker i speak when i need to but i listen okay, i speak enough for everybody <laughs> So what else about that music video can we talk about? There's like little details, which you may or may not look over, because when she's in that whimsical forest setting, I don't know if you notice, all those photos hanging are her and Toby and the kids. Yeah, that is such a pretty set. I love that Just, yeah, It's great. Like, she looks beautiful there. She's got the tan skin, the bright blue eyes. I don't know what they did and with I like think hair that and that, makeup, but it's just a great scene. In- even more to the daydreaming, because, you know, she's in the forest daydreaming about all these visual things that are in these photos and then it kind of goes into that into the detail i think it's just a really interesting Mm -hmm. like how they presented it taylor clearly had a different experience in the wilderness than katniss did (laughs) just just a little bit (laughs) (laughs) sorry that was a terrible joke i just i thought it was funny in my mind when before i said it out loud it's usually the way it goes (laughs) thanks i think i think my favorite part about not necessarily the song, but about the music video in general, is that Taylor filmed it in Maine, and then she decided to have the music video premiere in Maine also. And that cool. Taylor's never really done anything like that. I mean, she's had different events for music video releases. She was in New York for um, for We're Never Getting Back Together, and she did an interview with MTV for Story of Us and you know I Knew You Were Trouble, and she's done different events for music videos, but coming together for the community that helped her make the music video and doing this special presentation for them, I thought was awesome. Well, I believe she did it as a thank you for accommodating her and her needs while she was filming. Yeah. And it was a small town that got disrupted by paparazzi and, you know, she used the whole town. She used people in the music videos for extras, you know, everything. I think maybe even the woods part, although I'm not a hundred percent sure. Don't quote me on that was filmed in Kennebunkport, Maine. Um, and I just thought it was really nice of her to be like, here, I'm going to now share the music video with you that you helped me create rather than, you know, just releasing it on MTV like she could have. Do you know who was actually in attendance at that music video premiere in Maine? Oh, I think I do, but I might be wrong. Why don't you tell us? Actually, I want to hear if you get it wrong first. Is Steve there? Steve? (laughs) (laughs) That's a horrible guess. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Actually, it was former President George H.W. Bush. Oh, really? I didn't know that. What yeah, he, 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 he brought there? his grandkids. Aw. I read that in a book. <laughs> You're so smart. You can read. <laughs> Thanks. Did, it, did the book say why? No, it, it just says. It, it's for, for the record, where I'm pulling that from is... Um, the Taylor Swift biography that we interviewed the author of, Liv Spencer, several episodes ago, which we'll have to link to that in the in the show notes because I don't remember exactly which episode it was, but we'll find it for you and link it. Um, and in their biography, they say among the 800 attendees was former President George H.W. Bush, who brought his grandchildren. 
I wonder why. I mean, he must have had some kind of connection to it. Probably Maybe the grandkids are fans. President of the United yeah. States. Yeah, he probably just went because he could. But why would he know about it is what I'm saying, unless he has some con- some connection to Kenny Bunkport. I don't know. I mean, but... it was it was like a whole secret thing, you know, like only people in Kenny Bunkport knew about it, you know? Well, Sammy, you're diving into details that I don't know I the answer know. to. Well, they actually, <laughs> hang on a second. They actually do have a house there. There you go. Thank you, Steve. Steve, our fact it's checker. referred to as the Bush compound. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So moving off from the video, what about mine versus other Taylor songs? Do you see any correlations in, in story to other songs? Because I see a few. Yeah, I do too. What do you got, Sammy? Um, I feel, I mean, the, the one that's jumping out in my head, and I'm sure that people are going to yell at me because I'm gonna, they're going to be like, you're wrong, but whatever. It's jumping out in my head. Um, I feel like Sparks Fly is kind of, the same general idea where it's like uh an idea that she's getting after seeing the guy for the first time and mm-hmm. yes sparks fly has a very long history it's a very old taylor song and it was written and it was released and then it was she rewrote it for speak now but you know it you can kind of in my head i can kind of visually see you know a person taylor or otherwise sitting there and seeing this guy for the first time or seeing a person for the first time and having all these thoughts in your head of what it would be like to be with them. And I feel like Sparks Fly is kind of a similar idea. I didn't see that one until you pointed it out. Now that you explained, I definitely agree with you. I think that's really interesting. Sammy, I I also think that may be the reason why that the track listing is the way it is, where mine is the first one and then Sparks Fly, because it kind of just flows from one song to the next. And even if you listen to like the older version of Sparks Fly, like she changed it, but it's still the same kind of idea. I don't know. Yeah, same concept. Now I'm thinking of other Taylor songs. <laughs> I actually saw a correlation between mine and Love Story. Oh, yeah, that's not, I see that. Not as one leads into the other, like like a Sparks Fly type thing, like you described, Sammy, but where mine is sort of a grown-up version. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's a lot more real, you know, because there's bill talk and whatever and yeah i mean she's in love story she's talking about him being romeo and mm-hmm. in in mind he's obviously much wait more sammy that's love story i thought wait i thought that was called romeo and juliet <laughs> that's the castle song you know sorry i had to throw that one in but yeah no it, it's very it's it's very much that like ideal happy ending i think type enchanted thing. is kind of similar to that too and that she's imagining you know the, after the first time that she meets somebody same kind of thing yeah, definitely. Um, and then the, there's one more too. Um, this song, um, also reminds me of. Wait, hold on. Wait. Did you lose your train of thought? Yeah, I did. Can you save me? <laughs> I like couldn't think of the song's name for a second. Mm, Superstar is kind of like that too. Superstar is Superstar a little bit of is, own, you're right. his own song, but at the same time, she talks about seeing the person for the first time. Like that's kind of the general, like any song where she's talking about seeing the person for the first time. That's basically like mine. I'm still thinking. Uh oh, wait. If you're looking at a full storyline, what about Mary's song? Yes. Oh, that's that's it. what I was thinking of. I just yep. couldn't think of the title because yes. I'm a genius. Well, that's because the title's confusing. It can also be Oh My My My, apparently, also. Yeah, there's multiple titles for that <laughs> yeah. song. I, mean, I said that was sarcasm. I I, I think Mary's that's more of a subtitle. It more, like, not factual, because obviously that didn't happen to Taylor, but whereas mine is more about daydreaming, Mary's song is more this happened, then this happened, then this happened. You know what I'm well, saying? But I think the, the difference... Same, it's the same general idea. I think it's the same idea, Sammy, but the difference is that Mary's song is an external perspective. Yeah, yeah. It's Mm -hmm. watching it happen to another couple where mine is a similar story, but it's her happening to her. Yeah. Steve, you're still quiet. Do you have another? Can you think of another song? Are we good on that? No, I think we're pretty good on that. We're good on that. So. I hope we did uh, mine justice because I know it's one of the one of the coolest. Oh wait, do you know what we didn't even talk about? What did we not talk about? Red Indiana. Oh yeah, Indianapolis. Oh, I about 
Wait, why, why don't you want to talk about it, Sammy? Mine was on my list for acoustic songs that I wanted to see more than anything in the world. And I was supposed to go to Indianapolis, and I didn't get there, and that Oops. was the secret song, and I cried for like a week. Well, Sammy, you're going you're gonna to be really mad when you find out that it was Diane that requested it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm uh... sorry. It was actually really cool. It was quite. It was. It was crazy. It was quite shocking and sudden. Like Diane tweeted it, and then it, we're gonna post this video for you guys because Taylor playing the secret song is literally like someone on Twitter requested this earlier, and, and they wanted to hear it today. And and like, no, I'm not there. Sorry, Sammy. Diane's but yeah. Not there. <laughs> and Diane cried and cried and well, cried and cried. I was so shocked because I like thought, okay, I'm gonna tweet this. She's there's no way she's gonna see it whatever and there's like no proof that say like you know that you know, it was she your actually, tweet yeah, versus that, someone yeah, else's yeah that it was my tweet but i just figured why not and i asked her to and then when we got there and she started singing it i was like i do not believe this is happening right now and i'd like burst into tears wait you were at it the show yes i was oh okay never mind i'm not mad anymore <laughs> i thought you weren't there and you were just tweeting it no 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 not at all no i was okay, there sammy really diane was tweeting it because she wanted taylor to get it out of the way at a show you weren't at just to spite you <laughs> that's not what i said <laughs> that's what it sounded like no I thought she wasn't there. No, was no. I I was actually in Indiana. I, I, I know it's random, but I was there. In attendance. Okay, that, that makes me feel better then. All right. So, Pierce, I hope we did the mind discussion justice for you. I know you requested it like a month ago, but I kept your email on file. So for those who have requested songs that we haven't done, I swear I have a folder. That's actually more organized than the Ask FM channel is. <laughs> I have those in a record and they will be done at some point and you will be credited for requesting it. So if you have a song you want us to talk about, please do request it. We look forward to hearing from you. But before we move on to another song analysis in a future episode, we got to finish this one. So <laughs> mini segments, you know, you're a Swifty when a Swifty ruled the world. Steve, do you want to give us the first one, please? Okay. Uh, you know, you're a Swifty when you have 50 Taylor posters up all around your room. No joke. My mom calls it the Taylor Shrine, and that was from Shania via email. Sounds like Steve's office. I have what? I, I have a couple. I don't have fifty. I don't. I don't know if there technically is fifty, but I'll go with it. I don't put up Taylor posters. I have why, them, but I don't. Why not? Up. Like I have a Taylor wall. Like on on one wall <laughs> is the Taylor, Taylor stuff. Shelf, the Starbucks like, is on a different wall. I, Hey little Shania, little picture it didn't happen. Sammy once stole a, a greeting card display of Taylor, but she never put up the picture. But she has it. Wait, Sammy, <laughs> you stole a what? Well, I, I asked for it. They didn't know how much it cost. I said it didn't have a price, and they were like, Do you want it? And I was like, Yes, please. And they were like, Okay. But the secret to that story is that I went in the day before and they said that I couldn't have it, and then different people said that I could. <laughs> Wait, so you <laughs> nice. so you got one of their stands, like the cardboard stands? Yeah, I mean it's not like one of the giant ones, but it's probably like three feet tall. It's like half as tall as me. It's a share now, and it's a picture of Taylor, and it makes me happy. Well, since apparently you don't display any of that, you should donate it to Shania for her shrine. Oh, I love it. Yes. But Shania, I will take a picture of it for you if you want. You can add it, blow it up, you know, whatever. And speaking of pictures, Shania, I need a picture of this shrine, or I don't believe you have yes. it. Yes. Just throwing that out there. All right, Sammy, what's the next one? Um, At Taylor Talk 13, you know you're a Swifty when you spend an hour looking up when Meredith's birthday is. That's from the Tony45 on Twitter. That is so funny. I still don't think we have a definitive date. I don't think anyone knows it. I mean, you can only guess because of when she posted the photo and, like, it takes, like, six to eight weeks before you can adopt a baby kitten after they're born. So you can kind of guess. And he had a couple more tweets there. Uh, one of them was, you know, the actual date that Taylor tweeted about it. So, you know, that was pretty much, we're assuming, what we're considering the birthday because we don't have the official date. So that needs to be added to the calendar that Steve is not actually working on then. <laughs> what calendar? I don't know what you're talking See? about. See, he's not working on it. Exactly. Steve, you're supposed to be making a Taylor calendar. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I need help. Okay, Steve. Maybe we'll help you in a little bit. <laughs> 
All right, Red T Swift 13 emailed us and said, you know you're a Taylor Talk Swifty when you skip around your backyard singing a rendition of Today Was a Fairy Tale the first time your submission is read on the show. I did this. Thanks, guys. What are That's you going to so read now cute. that we've read another submission? We just read a submission about how you sang a song about your submission being read. It's, oh, Re- it's crazy. Ed. Oh. It's That's what she's going to listen to. <laughs> All right, this one comes from Kelly via text message, and they say, You know you're a Swifty when on a snow day you make a Back to December music video. That's what I'm doing tomorrow. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah, we don't have snow days in Vegas. Yeah, I wish it snowed here. We don't get any weather. Well, I don't know about where you guys live, but where I live, the kids have off all week next week. That is lucky for them. I don't think it's because of the snow, though. But, you know, they had off Thursday, Friday because of the snow because of the monstrous snow and then they have off all week next week see when i when um i was in school because it didn't snow i always had to go to school no matter what like there was never an option like i just always had school you didn't have like earthquake days no i didn't have (laughs) earthquake days in california What you happens if there is, that. like, an earthquake at school? Like, how does you that work? Hide you under hide your under your table. desk and you got to hold on to one of the legs one of the, the chair desk legs. and cover yeah, your neck out. with Don't the other hand. Book? The crack in the world is right under you. Yeah. Well, yeah, you just have to wait till it's over. You can't do anything, Sammy. Sammy, it's designed to prevent things from falling on you and chopping your head off, basically. Well, what if you fall into the world? That doesn't help. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Sammy. <laughs> it's, you're, you've watched too many movies. The, the world right. doesn't always split when there's an earthquake. and it Well, when it does split, it's not at just random locations. Right. It's just plate shifting, not so much opening a giant hole for everything to fall into. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I think Sammy's afraid of earthquakes. <laughs> The tornadoes, no, another one you can do is hold a book up. Oh my here. gosh, stop talking about natural <laughs> disasters. Steve, just read the next mini segment. <laughs> okay, the, the next one here comes from Jeannie via email, and it's, you know you're a Swifty when after a two-hour rain delay to see Taylor, the second red curtain opens, you start crying hysterically. And she happened to spell Swifty with an I-E. And she said she was sorry. I like you. And she you was sorry. Me. <laughs> because we know Adam is very adamant about uh, how you spell Swift. I'm with Adam. Me and Adam are the same person. Adam is adamant. Adamant yes. about Swifty. Did you do that on purpose, y? Steve? Oh, uh, slightly. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's why a lot of times I'll actually try to reword things so I can make it Swifties. Because obviously, if it's Swifties, you do want to have the IE. Everybody spells Swifties plural the same. Well, right. that's what I'm saying, but that's that a, I'll sometimes I'll purposely do that. With a Y that. and then an S, that would just be weird. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Sammy, we what's next? We could have a whole episode conversation on how you spell Swifty. I think we've done that before. I would just get too frustrated. I'd be like, <laughs> no, no, the most way. boring discussion ever. All right, Sammy, why don't you read the next one? You know you're a Swifty when a Taylor song comes on when you're working out and you push yourself just a little harder. Life is a chameleon. I love that Twitter name, yo. That's awesome. That is good. I, have I was just going to say, I'm proud of you for working out. Well, then I was also going to say, I have a workout playlist, which I never use because I don't work out. But when I do work out, which is very rare, 90% of it is Taylor songs because I know that'll keep me going. And I'm like, oh, I want to hear this song. Let's keep running until I do. <laughs> yeah well that's a good idea th- that's because taylor inspires people everybody that listens to her when working out is like i want to look like taylor <laughs> that's that. my story yeah. <laughs> all right uh lena emailed us and said oh this is funny you know you're <laughs> awesome <laughs> okay it says you know you're a swifty but in parentheses she put y slash ie slash ey slash I-E-Y question mark. So. I, uh, I actually I, like the I, I-E-Y because it's both of them. She yeah. covered her bases. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, she said, you know, you're a Swifty when you spend your week listening to old episodes of Taylor Talk. Remember when you guys knew nothing about Red? It was fun to listen to you guys guess. I remember that when we like guessed all the different songs. Oh, how like, embarrassing. <laughs> it's not embarrassing. Nobody knew then. Well, here's actually a fun fact, which I'm going to throw out. I'm always full of fun facts all the time. The Well, speculating on what Red is about is actually the reason Taylor Talk even exists. Because I, I'm only throwing this out, and it sounds like it's off topic at first, but someone asked this on the Ask FM channel. 
uh, how did Taylor Talk start? And the way it started was originally I had a fan site called taylorswith13.org. And I was writing an editorial for that website speculating on what Taylor's fourth album would be. This was long before we knew what it was called Red. We didn't know what We Are Never Getting Back Together was. None of that existed yet. I was writing it just speculating, trying to figure it out, right? And then I was like, wow, we could have great discussions about that type of topic. And and then I was like, oh, let's start a podcast. Wait, and so here we are today, like two and a half years later. That's true. It only came to fruition during Red. I thought you were like a thing during the Speak Now era. Interesting. Well, yeah, it started. No, 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 no. It was before Red, Sammy. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was before said, Red. Yeah. I was writing. I was writing an editorial speculating on what the fourth album would be about. It was before we even knew it'd be called Red. Oh, okay, 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 okay. This was in roughly oh, like September. I would think it was fall 2011. It was like September 2011. Oh, before the Speak Now tour even ended. Yeah. Got it. It got was it, before it. Speak Now tour even ended. And then the first episode of Taylor Talk was November 1st, 2011. Right after Speak Now ended. Okay. Okay. No, no, okay. no. That was, be- that was, was, no, it no, was just that before. that was before because she We started just before. It New was York like mid-November. Yeah, New York was yeah. in October. Mm-hmm. I mean, November. Yeah. The end of November. So that's just a fun fact for you that I totally interrupted our, our <laughs> segment here with. Good. I hope it was at least somewhat interesting. What about Swifty with just an I at the end? Swift I? That's like, like Sammy with an I at the end? No, like a lot of times, to- like, you know, different names like Bambi, you know, that ends in an I. There's no I-E or Y or anything, you know? No, but Swift I actually works because, you know, like, you know, it's the plural name for many things. Well, thanks to Lena, I'm going to start spelling Swifty S-W-I-F-T-I-E-Y. I love that. I'm with her. I'm with her. That's how I'm spelling it. We're going to combine it to make everyone happy. Yep. All right. This next one comes from at Dinarski on Twitter, and they say, if Swifties ruled the world, pathetic single girls party would be a holiday. Oh. Whenever I sent someone yesterday a happy Valentine's Day, like I sent my friends a Taylor e card, it literally said "Happy Pathetic Single Girls Party Day." (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I do also want to specify that tweet was sent in on Valentine's Day. So for for those who didn't have a Valentine, don't worry. I think Valentine's Day is overrated and overhyped and a worthless (laughs) holiday. That's my opinion. So thank you, everyone, who sent those in. We had fun reading those and discussing them, actually. That was kind of funny. So I think that's it for the episode. I I think it's time to wrap it up and say goodbye. I hope you guys all had a good time. We had a great time chatting with with you all, and I got nothing else. Nope. Nothing else? We're all good? We're all good. So until next week, episode 122. 22. What? Ooh, ooh. Oh, <laughs> have we done an analysis on 22 yet? Yes, we have. Oh, I know. So much for that. That would have been perfect. <laughs> I think we're running out of songs here. Pretty no, we're soon. not. We no, Steve, so we actually songs. have a long we list can do of songs. All of the unreleased songs, yo. Mm. We can't do those, Sammy. Come on. We, we so- can't. We have standards here. Those <laughs> technically don't exist. We're not supposed to know about them. They're the unspeakable songs. Yes. <laughs> So for episode 121 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast, this has been Adam. Diane. I'm Sammy. And Steve. Saying have a great week, guys. We will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Take care. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.